0: Welcome. It's a new tradition. Thursdays here on 110 Football YouTube. It is Football Without Borders. Max Bretos, we're doing two. We're going too wide here. Mariano Trujillo, how are you, Mariano?
1: I'm pretty good, Max. Uh, happy to be here, but what is this? What is this? I have my cleats oh, in the car, so.
0: It's an interesting question. Keep your cleats, but we want to give you a sneak peek because 110 Football is up to some really cool stuff, mm. including what lies behind. I don't want to give away too much, but as you can see, we're in a beautiful location here in Burbank, California. Mm. Some great new programming, some great new festivities coming up here. I'm ready. Bring your cleats next time. I, I have
1: my cleats in the car, and I can bring a soccer ball as well if you want. No <laughs> not light a, tackling, please.
0: Light tackling. <laughs> I'm not getting in there with you. I've seen you tackle people. I don't want any part of that. So we have a lot of ground to cover here and uh, here on uh, Football Without Borders. It is a global football show. We will talk about anything about the round ball anywhere on the planet. But we begin this week. Well, before we do it, we we, we welcome people to, to join us here. Yes, of course, if you, chat. if you
1: guys are following following us already, thank you very much. If not, hit that subscribe button and follow Wanton Football YouTube channel because we have amazing content like Football Without Borders and much more.
0: Check out our Monday rundown and we'll show you what else is on tap yep. coming up this week. I almost did this earlier, I can do this now. It is time now to see what is trending worldwide. It is hashtag trending. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Start with stuff from today, all right? And it's Barcelona. They were taking on Real Sociedad away. Barcelona recently knocked out of European action in the Europa League by the club of Eintracht Frankfurt. And now they're focusing here on La Liga, currently in second. But really, the idea is to finish in the top four. But they have a little bit of a problem because the injuries are piling up. But they were, I was, watch, I was watching good portions of this game, and Real Sociedad deserved more than that they got. But Barcelona were able to hang on despite the injuries
1: despite the injuries. And I think you that, that's a key point for Barcelona. You know, I was reading Robert Lewandowski, they have Memphis Obama Young, Traore, yes. But what about the back line? You know, it's Danny Alves, 39, he's 39, or something like that. Serginho Tesco is not playing much, Minguez is not playing a lot. Araujo has been in injured, some of these guys. Yeah, yeah, so I think, yeah, they're focusing on the offensive side, but what about the middle of the field and the back line? I think Barcelona has shown that with the roster they have, yes, they can compete in La Liga, but I think it's, it's not enough to compete in Europe uh, and today and against Eintracht was a good example. I've been
0: blown away by the job that Xavi has done this season. I thought that Barcelona would finish fifth or sixth because when you have the financial situation that they've been dealing with, that's what's supposed to happen. When you part ways with Lionel Messi and several other players, you're supposed to struggle and they did struggle with Ronald Coyman, but when Xavi came in, I've never seen a reaction like this. Now you got to try and maintain it, and I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to be able to. I think they should have enough to finish in the top four. Don't worry about second or third, the top <laughs> four, but I wonder if they hit a bad patch.
1: Well, they have, they have a uh, one game. They're in, currently in second place. Sevilla is in second place. But if Barcelona wins that game, they will be in second place. And uh, having in consideration the way they started the season, I think that will be a huge victory for Xavi. For shabby projects and for what is coming in the future but i think they need some reinforcements they'll certainly come
0: in the summer but remember they are still strapped financially however they were able to get all these great players in that winter market including the goal scorer today baba yang and many others and they've been creative they're gonna have to continue to be creative here in the big picture mm-hmm. trending manchester united's got a new boss it is eric ten Hag. not a big secret by any means he has done wonderfully over at ajax in many departments, he got Ajax to a semifinal of the Champions League. Should have been a final that year a couple of mm. years back. Mm. Uh, this is also a, a guy who's developed talent after talent. The list is long. But this is Manchester United, and he becomes the sixth manager since the departure of Sir Alex. Wow. If, I read, if I read the names here, I mean, these are accomplished managers worldwide. Ralph Rangnick, the current. Michael Carrick, yes. caretaker. Ryan Giggs was a caretaker. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Jose Mourinho. Louis Van Gaal. David Moyes, not in that order. Uh, why do we think Eric Ten Hag can do a better, different job? I don't know.
1: If I ask, I don't you, know if I, if I ask you, Max, uh, what is it, what is the, the main goal of Manchester United? What is their their philosophy, their strategy? Because you mentioned a lot of names, right? And I think, their strategy
0: is to be the biggest club in the world but, on the field it? and off the field.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. But how do you accomplish that? I think they're just uh, getting the the coach that is uh, right there to bring. And and they're not bad coaches, as you said it, but I don't know if they're they're the right fit for this Manchester United team. They have amazing talent. They used to have more talent in the past, but I don't see a, a clear path for Manchester United to follow to go back to what they were when Sir Alex Ferguson was there.
0: It's it's a real difficult situation, but Ten Hag is, is, is one of the two or three best names out there. But I wonder if how long is this going to take? Is Manchester United going to be patient? But what they've got to do better is be better in the transfer market. And he was he was that at Ajax, but with players that he discovered, guys that they were able to develop, bring in, and sell for a higher price. They're going to want to bet the biggest players like Jadon Sancho, who for 100000000 million hasn't paid off. But do you go in a different direction? Do you go in a more development stage? I mean, look, he had F- Frankie de Jong, Matthias de Ligt. Those guys individually sold for $100 million. Donny van de Beek, Hakim Ziyech, Sergino Dest. Great, great players well, yeah, that they developed at Ajax. Yeah,
1: they develop players but now in Manchester United you need players to deliver right and of course they're going to develop some of the youngsters uh, uh, over there in Manchester United but you need results not today yesterday so let's see if he's able to do that and I think uh, I think one of uh, a great example or a clear example of where Manchester United is is that game against Liverpool it was it was terrible for them.
0: Yeah it was but the thing about it, it was you knew from the beginning When that whistle blew, that this was going to be a rough game. And that Paul Pogba (laughs) comes out in the eighth minute, I'm thinking to myself, is he inside going, thank goodness I'm getting off this field because this is going to be a massacre. And it was four, Sato. I thought it could have been five, six, seven easily.
1: Easily, easily. But but my thing is, when you as a player, Max, know that that's not going to be your coach next season, something happens in your head. It's like, eh, you know what? Uh, It hurts here. It hurts there. I don't know what's going to happen. The media criticizing is like, you know what? I'd rather go out. And I, and I saw the body language of so many players. They didn't have their heart.
0: Now, and, and that's to be understood. And, you know, Ralph Franklin's been a little bit checked out too, and we'll hear from him in a moment. But uh, uh, some tweets for uh, regarding uh, Manchester United. Are people excited about that? Hard to say. But uh, mm. here we go. I can't really see them too well. We have a little glare here. But there you see. Folks are... It's... A, it's Look at those goals. Wow. The amount of goals that Manchester United have conceded to Liverpool. They lost five-zip to them earlier in the season as well. I think they have a game coming up. Uh, But Manchester United doesn't want any part of that heat,
1: you know? And the fans. The fans, of course. But but this is the thing. I mean, you sign uh, the most expensive center back in English football. And and it's not working. Then you have national team players like Luke Shaw, and it's not working. You have Rashford, which is... Marcus Rashford was... And then he, I, yeah. I, I don't know if he can make the English
0: team the exactly. way he plays. Exactly,
1: that, that, and Jadon Sancho is the same, same thing. With Virussia Dortmund, he was amazing. He goes to Manchester United. There's something in the environment, the atmosphere that is not working, and he doesn't have to be with the coach. So I don't know, it's, it's a hard one, but uh, it's painful to see a team like Manchester United in this situation.
0: Yeah, we, we don't want to un, uh, underscore what Liverpool's done. They've been amazing. They're competing with Manchester City for first place. But this is all about Manchester United <laughs> right now. And Ralph Rangnick spoke to the media and we love the German honesty, we really do. But this was almost <laughs> a little too honest, this is what he had to say. Well, Ralph from Liverpool,
1: very good, but if we're honest from Manchester United, Quite poor, quite bad. Yeah, especially the first half. Uh, we were just not up to it. So
0: I know you weren't there for the first game, but Liverpool nine, Manchester United nil over the two games. Why is that gap so big?
1: Yeah, I mean they are six years ahead of Manchester United with regard to. Recruitment, squad planning, uh, training that team. I mean, this is uh, they have a team of Formula One racing cars. And uh, if I look on t- at their bench, what they have on, on the bench, and four or five top-class players not even in the squad, not because they're injured. No Roberto Firmino, no Oxlade-Chamberlain, no Harvey Elliott. So they have quite a few players not even in the squad. So uh, this just shows where they are.
0: Ralph Rangnick, like another one who's just talking up Formula 1. Everyone <laughs> loves Formula 1 now. you ever get up uh, on Sunday morning and your Twitter feed is all Formula 1? Uh, all
1: Formula 1, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I think he's right. I think Liverpool is like that. They have amazing quality players that they don't even use against Manchester United. But regardless of the names uh, that are on the field for Liverpool, uh, they know what they're doing on the field. If it's Salah, if it's Diaz, the Colombian, if it's Mane playing as a number nine. And when you go and see what uh, Manchester United is doing, I mean, they look like good individual players, but not a team.
0: Yeah, maybe that's an arbitrary number, six years, but Ralph Rangnick knows his stuff. Maybe he hasn't done the best job managing it, but he has seen this Manchester United club and the cupboard looks pretty bare, amazingly. And now United, it doesn't get easier for them. They'll have Arsenal and Chelsea coming up in the next two oh. fixtures, and Arsenal coming off a really nice victory, really a, 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 a face-saving win after they've hit a bad patch uh, Eddie and Ketia. Eddie and Ketia coming in. <laughs> why are you laughing? I know why you're laughing,
1: but no one no. expects Eddie and Ketia. Uh, no, I agree with you, but you know what? That was an emotional victory for for Arsenal. They needed that. They're right there. They're contenders to be in Europe, uh, and I think that victory against Chelsea m- might change some uh, mentality that they had before when they weren't doing pretty well, but the fact that Ketia is scoring goals, that Smith-Rowe is playing the way he's playing, uh, I love all man. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he brings... Uh, a different dimension to the offensive side for Arsenal, but can they can they maintain these? That's that's a big question with Arteta.
0: It's tough when you look at the standings. Spurs are in fourth, but Arsenal's there. Manchester United are still competing for that top four spot, so that's they just, incredible. If they win this game over the weekend, all of a sudden <laughs> they could be there. And also my West Ham United hammers certainly in the mix. But that was a great game, uh, Arsenal and Chelsea. And now Arsenal breathe fire, breathe some wind back into their lungs. Against this Chelsea team that I, just, I didn't think they I, it felt like they were a little bit off, felt like they weren't engaged, it felt like, I hate to say this, it wasn't as important to them as it was Arsenal, and it came through in the result.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of circumstances for, for Chelsea this season, right? All the, the ownership and all that, now the champions thing, being out of the champions the way they did. Uh, it's kind of tough to recover from that if you're a player. It's getting to them. Yeah, 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 of course. And it's kind of normal, but that's why you need a, you need to have it deep in your roster. But when you see Lukaku playing the way he's playing, it's like something is off. Something is off there, and and you need all your players in this final stretch, obviously, to try to finish as high as you can, right? Yep. But I don't know, something is off with this Arsenal team and with this Chelsea team. Now. They've done a great job. And- They fought
0: to the end against Real Madrid, but they're now out of the Champions League. Now third place. They're not going to finish the top two. They can maintain this. Not a whole lot to play for, but you want to end well, especially as you said, with all the shadows overcast on this Chelsea squad with the Roman Abramovich and the team sale situation. It's hard to stay engaged, and it's starting to show a little bit.
1: Hamilton and Serena Williams are putting a lot of money to try to get Chelsea so I think that would be a good, a good news for, for U.S. soccer. Yeah, or American a, ownership. American ownership, yeah, of course. That would be great. Woo. But let's see, let's see. Obviously, as a player, Rudiger might leave, Christensen as well. So it's not an easy one for Thomas uh, Tuchel and, and the players as well.
0: And Thomas Tuchel, how about some more German honesty? Well, we scored five goals and lost 4-2. That's
1: easy. By that, you mean three on goals and two regular goals for us and one for Arsenal. And uh, that makes it for two.
0: <laughs> and carry the one, uh, I love it. I love it. Don't mince words, no cliches, just bang. That's how, it's, mean, that's how he does it.
1: Yeah, obviously he was being a little bit sarcastic. Uh, but um, but what
0: is his position, I mean, does he want to remain as incredible as Chelsea's run has been the last two years under Thomas Tuchel, does, is this something he wants to do on a regular basis, not knowing the, the future of this club? the pressure that comes with it. Yep.
1: Well, I mean, it, it's not the ideal scenario for him and for the players as well. But you want to finish uh, the best way you can. Because uh, let's just remember, it, you're always in the spot as a coach and as a player. And regardless of the c- situation and the circumstances around the team, you always have to perform. Because you, know, you don't know who's watching. Maybe another club, maybe another player, whatever it is. So I don't know. But I, I like Thomas Tuchel as a, yeah, as a head coach. He's a genius. He's, very good.
0: he's a genius. I've I've over been blown away with what he's been able to accomplish in many cases where he wasn't the better team. Just look at the Champions League final and what he did to Man City. A quick look at the standings. Mm -hmm. Take a look at what's happening in the Premier League. And you can't ask for much more at the top of the ladder. Who's taking it? I think Liverpool. I just really. Man, that that undressing of Manchester United was something to behold. And I would have never said that. I think I tweeted back in January a print. You know,
1: engrave the trophy. Manchester City's going to win it, mm. and these two could meet in the Champions League as well. Yeah, that will be too much. All right, guys. T- talking about Manchester City, Erling Halland, Erling Braut Halland. They said he has everything said to move with the citizens. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. What do you think? Will will be that the right move?
0: But this is weird because they said they've agreed to terms between uh-huh. the player and the club, but if, uh, Dortmund hasn't agreed. Player has been given a green light to transfer. Okay. That's also positive. I think it's the inevitable it's going to happen, but there are still agents and all of this that have to be worked. And we're talking about crazy money and wages for Erling Holland. Mike Keegan was one of the folks that really, David Ornstein of The Athletic, were also involved in breaking this story. But there you can see uh, Fabrizio Romano also, you know, mentioning that Pep wanted a generational talent. And mm. this is the guy. Real Madrid want a generational talent as well. That's the other club that's been in here. Okay. And they still want Holland. but I just... Holland's father played for Manchester City. For Manchester City. City, yeah. It just, it, it seems like a fit. Remember, a while ago, it was Manchester United, but I said, could he play for United when his father had that yeah, episode with Roy yeah. Kaling? It just doesn't make any sense. This makes sense.
1: The question is, um, is he the right fit for Manchester City? And how far can Manchester City go with Erling Haaland as a number nine? What do you think? Yeah, well, Let's see. Who do they play?
0: Oh, Gabriel Jesus is there a fair bit. Eh, this a, is an upgrade. Yeah, he hasn't been great in his career. At Manchester. They haven't played with a number nine. They haven't really Since played Kun it. So, you know, Jack Grealish is a guy who hasn't really panned out. I think this is a. It's a. It's not only a luxury move, oh. but it's a move uh, that you need. And you better, you'll, I'd be very interested to see what they look like, but Erling Haaland's an upgrade to any number nine. I
1: player. just want to see uh, Erling Haaland with a little bit of extra pressure because he doesn't have much pressure with Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, they try to compete with Bayern Munich, but they're not doing it very well. Uh, I want to see him with the pressure of delivering every weekend. And if I can recall this uh, similar situation with Pep Guardiola bringing Zlatan Ibrahimovic to Barcelona, similar characteristic, number nine, tall, physical. Obviously, Holland is a little bit faster than Slotman. It didn't work. No, it didn't work. He disrupted everything with Barcelona, and Pep said, "You know what? Thank you very much. You can move on." So I don't know. I'm pretty curious about if this happens, how how Erling Holland is gonna work with City.
0: Harry Kane was rumored to be that guy, that number nine, and that fell through. And he's still at Spurs. I think he's happy. <laughs> look at that.
1: This is hard, man. You love Narcos. <laughs> I don't, but...
0: (laughs) uh, but (laughs) The show or narco-trafficking in general? Good for you. Good for you, Mariano. All right, all right, guys. Next up, uh, we're talking about Fulham promoted. This is exciting news for American soccer fans because they have Anthony Robinson and Tim Ream. And they were impressive because they scored, what is this, 98 goals in 42 games. I mean, to, to get promoted at this early stage, there's still a long time to go. I think six more rounds to go in uh, the championship they uh, Tim Ream in particular who's 34 and he's not going to get on the national team I believe started every game for uh, Fulham so that's very good American
1: owned the thing is that they go up and
0: down a lot that's the thing got to get rid of that
1: yeah you got to get rid of that and I think Leeds United is a good example of how to do it you have to yes find your core but also bring bring new players that can uh, help you to compete in in Premier League usually if you pass the first year the second year you can kind of cope with it and uh, try to stay in the Premier League. It's important also uh, to to have uh, American players playing in the first edition or in the Premier League. That will help not just the national team, but also will send the right message to young kids. Like, I want to be there. They will set an example. Uh, so it's always good. The you know the, the ream and, and company can go back to Premier League. Yeah, and this is uh, Fulham's gonna have to make some
0: nice moves here, but this is the best Fulham, Fulham. team.
1: Maybe they have to take Clinton back.
0: Maybe or maybe <laughs> maybe they can agree to terms with Erling Holland.
1: That, no, come
0: on. No, no, no. Fulham's no, a no. wonderful part of London. It is, it is. Very it nice is. out there in the western uh, part of the western suburbs. I don't know if you call that, but it's it, it's very nice. But they have a lot of potential, but I'll be looking at them early in the season to see if they're not going back and forth.
1: All right, guys. We had some uh, takes and this new segment that we want you guys to participate as well in the chat. Uh, I think we have some boys that he it was is going to give us some takes and we really have to decide if it's hot. I'm worried or about cold. And You can do it as well in the chat. So write it down. Let's move there forward.
0: The, we have the mystery voice. Are you going yeah. to get involved here? Yes.
1: Yeah. All <laughs> right. Hello. Hello, boys. All right. So what, what is the first Topic. one?
0: If Real Madrid wins the Champions League, Karim
1: Benzema will win the Ballon d'Or this year. (laughs) Oh, I think, wow, yeah, I think it's, it's hot. I think that should be, I think Karim Benzema has been uh, uh, an underrated number nine for so long because of Cristiano, because of Higuain, because of whatever. So if they win the Champions League, I think he deserves the Ballon d'Or.
0: I don't think Real Madrid's going to win the Champions League, Ooh. but I think he still wins the Ballon d'Or. How come? I just don't know. I mean, what are we going to say? Robert Lewandowski? Who
1: else? Who else has played at this level? So no Messi, no Cristiano this year. No. So they're out of, of, of the bag. That's refreshing,
0: by the way. I was getting a little stale. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> you know, here's Lewandowski. I mean, you're going to go with a midfielder or a defender. I mean, Virgil van Dijk has obviously been back and healthy. He would be a candidate, but I just don't know who else it would be.
1: Okay, but, but it's a, it's a World Cup year. Will that count? What if we take... have? What if we have Neymar or Messi or I don't know. Hopefully he's he's with France so they or, have a very good chance to to Yeah. Be a or the USA so. is going to
0: win the World Cup so maybe Christian Pulisic.
1: <laughs> or maybe 20, Tecatito, maybe Mexico maybe Mexico makes a
0: quarterfinal, then yeah. that puts Tecatito there. you he go. Had two goals today, way. There me. you go.
1: So it's a hot one for
0: me. Boss. What's next? What's next? Liverpool
1: will win the quadruple. That's a lot of trophies. It's hard to do. Uh, you go first. Okay. I went first. The last so
0: we're talking Premier League, Champions League, FA, FA Cup, Cup, and is it the League Cup? Uh, yeah, yeah, the League Cup. Boys, is the it League's the League Cup? Cup? It, it, is, yes. it is the League yes. Cup. Yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you, boys. So they're going to win the League Cup. They're going to win the FA Cup. I think they're going to win the Champions League. I don't think they're going to win the. Actually, I did say they're going to win the Premier League. So yes, hot. They're going to win all four. <laughs> I can't believe, boys. That. I I'm can't sorry. Believe I just said that.
1: I'm sorry, Liverpool fans. I, I'm sorry, Scousers. But I don't think they're going to win. You don't have to apologize. Then
0: they're still going to win three. Yeah, you're going to win
1: three, <laughs> and I think that's that's okay. You sorry. might win only two. You never know, because um, the City is playing really good. Which one?
0: Which one do I, they win? I
1: think I think they're closer to win. The Premier League, because they have plenty of space and plenty of games in Manchester City. Depending on how they do in the in the Champions League, because Manchester City and Pep Guardiola, they want to win the Champions League, so they're gonna focus in that, and they will be like, okay, maybe we we'll play with subs this this game, and Liverpool can take over the Premier League. So I, I think they will win three. I've picked Man City to win the, the Champions League so many
0: times, I'm not doing it again. There's something that <laughs> prevents
1: them okay. in these
0: big games, All and I right. think it's going to happen again. And I hate that because I want Pep's career to be fulfilled, but I don't think it's happening.
1: Okay. Boys, you got any else for us?
0: I do. Oh. That is really
1: weird and creepy. Yeah. And it's getting Juventus. cloudy when he speaks. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, sorry boys.
0: Juventus will not qualify for Champions League. Oh. So will not. So if we will think they, not. we think if they will, it's cold. Is
1: that fair? Uh, but that pick is cold. Yeah. Okay. So if they if they want, I think the, it's hot. I think it's a hot one because Roma, a La, negative. La Roma, it's really close to Juventus. They've been red hot. It, they have been hot. It's, it's it's Mourinho. It's not. You know, he knows. When is the right time to deliver, and he likes to be in that position where, like, oh, no, it's Roma, Juventus is the almighty Juventus. I don't know. I I see uh, Mourinho's in Roma, in Rome, uh, in Champions League football next year. There's good teams there. You know,
0: Napoli's been been, been really good. Inter and Milan have been good. I think Juventus make it. By the way, Weston McKinney might come back sooner than expected. But the big issue here is somebody in the Serie A has got to do something in the Champions League because they're losing ground to Spain, to England, Germany to a lesser degree.
1: Even Liga MX. Liga MX <laughs> would do better in the Champions League. So what, was that hot or cold?
0: That is… Uh, it's hot. <laughs> okay. It's hot that they're going to make the Champions League, cold that they can't do anything in it. We
1: agree. Voice, thank you, Voice. That, oh, there's, there's more. There's one more. Oh, thank you, Voice. Pachuca will win their first Liga MX title since the 2016 Clausura.
0: Oh. That was a, that was a, Pachuca curveball. I didn't expect that.
1: Ah, uh, that's a tough one, actually. Um, I will say that's hot, and uh, they're playing amazing with Guillermo Almada. They have young players. They have national team players and they have a solid squad of roster. Uh, but on the other side is Tigeres, which is pushing really hard as well with a, a team full um, of uh, not just talent, but the desire to accomplish more uh, trophies or, or more accolades. I'd like, say it's hot. Okay, I like that too. I think
0: that's a good shout, but I love how the voice said 2016 like it was 1912, like it was oh. Atlas or Cruz oh, Azul. Oh, no, no, yeah, that's just different. 2016, you know, yeah. back when uh, TVs old, were black old. and white. Come on, boys. Oh. I, I, I like Pachuca's shot, and Almada's a big reason. He's he great at Santos. I love how he prepares his team. I don't know, it's a it's a, it's a crap shoot when you get to the playoffs. Why not Pachuca? Hot.
1: Mm, hot. There you go. Do we have? All right, last topic. Oh.
0: It's been one year since the demise of the Super League, and it is not dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people are acting like it is dead, and that makes me makes me a little worried. And I, I, I look at the Champions League, so I think it's it's hot that it's still alive. I think it's still there because these clubs know that this is how they can sustain it. And deep down inside, deep down inside, I think soccer fans, as much as they hated it at the time, would love to see a Super League because all due respect, all due respect to, to Villarreal, and clubs like, you know, and Ajax, so let's agree, and some, you know, to see the heavyweights do advance in the Champions League, and I think mm. those big clubs, knowing that that's where the money's at, are gonna keep pushing until eventually they get their way, because money
1: talks. Money talks, I'm with you. They don't think. happen soon, but. Yeah, I think that's hot, because I think there's something moving that we cannot see with big names in Europe. Exactly. And one day out of the blue, we'll say, you know what, Super League is back with a better structure, uh, solid proposal, and I think it's the future because we as fans, we want to see the best playing against the best. Yeah, it's all right, Villarreal here and there, uh, Benfica maybe once in a while, but, uh, but I want to see the big names fighting against each other. And I never would say that,
0: but in reality I do, I-, I want to see it. I want to see those clubs because as you see how things are moving, the big stars go to the big clubs. I do like a- a- an underdog story, but but not that much. Not that much because that Villarreal <laughs> game, we're gonna,
1: you know what they're going to do and you're going to be like… They're done against Liverpool. They're anyway. done. But what do we know is that we want you guys to participate with us. Send us some questions in the chat. Uh, I can barely see some of them, we have this beautiful uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, send, send some questions to us, uh, interact with us uh, and we can read them here. Yeah. If, if we can see them. Interact
0: <laughs> at your own peril. <laughs> time now for stoppage time. Oh. Right. Yeah.
1: Mariana, you are first. OK, I'm first. This is my camera, right? So, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit concerned about what's happening. My stoppage time is the media and the fans pretty much against the players. And I understand this is a, a passionate game. I understand that this game is more than just a game for a lot of you guys. But I think there are some limits that we cannot cross. Today, um, uh, uh, Maguire, uh, Manchester United defender, had a bomb thread in his house. Uh, and recently in Mexico City, Chivas fans were oh that, that's, that's live television guys. That's live light... <laughs> <So, laughs> That was my ride. I'm I, cannot, back.
0: I cannot tell you how close <laughs> that airplane flew overhead. Uh, this fan, is Chivas
1: fans a few days ago outside of Chivas Hotel in Mexico City trying to speak with the players. Look, it's more like demanding and throwing things and crashing the hotel lobby demanding things guys i know i understand you love the crest you love the colors but think about the family of the players think about the kid that is going to school and has to deal with what they say with about his dad think about the mom and think about all the family from the players yes it's all right to criticize what they're doing on the field but leave them alone outside of the field please Think a little bit about that because, yes, this is a beautiful game and we want to keep it that way.
0: Hate to see that. Yeah. Out of line. Saw that with the Flamengo supporters, too, approaching yeah, the uh, right. some of the, the players as they left training. My stoppage time, and we've talked a lot about Liverpool, so more love coming for this club who took on Manchester United. If you may not have been aware, but earlier in the week, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner, Georgina Rodriguez, were expecting twins. Twins were born, Uh, one died shortly thereafter. It's news that uh, just rocks anyone knowing full well about the process of being a parent. And uh, obviously, Ronaldo and his partner, Georgina, are being hit very hard. And they need all the support. And they got it from a very unlikely source. It was the Liverpool supporters who planned with the traveling Manchester United supporters in the seventh minute of their game. Of course, for Ronaldo, where's number seven? to applaud stand up applaud and they sang you'll never walk alone directed at ronaldo it was an incredible moment yeah it was nobody has to do that manchester united fans don't have to do that but they did, and the Liverpool fans did that, and they are bitter rivals of Manchester United. Cristiano Ronaldo would uh, respond: "One world, one sport, one global family. Thanks, Anfield. We'll never forget this moment." I know those those when things like that happen, Mariano, you don't want to feel alone, and you don't. Yeah. stuff like that.
1: I agree, and and this is a proof of uh, what soccer can do. Soccer is a vehicle to express our thoughts and emotion, and I think that was amazing. A great example of what actually we can use the sport. What uh, to, to support people, to engage people, to encourage people, and uh, and not the other side of the sport that we don't like, right? So, amazing for uh, yeah. Ronaldo and from uh, Liverpool fans. Yeah, it's powerful what fans can do. You have that power.
0: Yeah. And uh, as you saw, Cristiano Ronaldo said he will never forget it. True, we, true, true. We have a lot to uh, promote here. Uh, yes. Upcoming on the 110 football channels and our YouTube here. Angels Wear Boots is coming. We're very excited about that. That's next Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Here's some stuff that's coming up this week as well. For your listening and viewing pleasure, and we have the watch party for LAFC's visit to FC Cincinnati, a little bit past 2 o'clock Pacific time. And there's the uh, expansion mansion and LAFC 360 on Monday. I like that one. Lots to talk about. LAFC looks great and a lot to talk about in Major League Soccer, and we're the place that talks about it. Hmm. Not just Mariano and I, but our stable of voices. I, I,
1: I hope we can uh, speak about maybe Garth Bale's coming to MLS. To DC United, right? Maybe, we'll see. Pay the man. He'd <laughs> be one of the best players, if not the best player
0: in this league if he does it. Hey. That's all the time we have. We have a flight to catch. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming up. Make sure you stay tuned to One Ten Football and, and keep abreast of what's happening here. We have some cool stuff on the horizon. Have a great rest of your day.